Hi everyone and welcome back to My Movie Story. Uh, this is Brian here, your host, and uh, this is the podcast where we talk to everyday people from all walks of life about uh, three special films. Uh, their all-time favourite, the film that changed their life or their perspective, and uh, the film that they think everyone must see. So uh, if you've been watching so far, you'll see that every episode uh, is very different, different people, different movies. Uh, and you know everyone has their own story for each of these films, which is uh, which is really cool. So um, you know this is our tenth episode, so we've hit our first little milestone. We're ten episodes in, so thanks everyone for watching and and following us on Facebook and YouTube. And my guest today is Tonya Bruton from uh, Texas. She's the marketing director for Truth Seeker Texas Radio out of Decatur, Texas, and she's the host of the Grit and Grace podcast. And uh, Tony uses her podcast to teach God's truth and highlight major issues of uh, struggle in the church, such as mental health, trauma and addiction. And she loves to interview guests with a, a raw and a real and relatable story. Uh, she really wants to know their story. And, and the focus is always to bring, you know, glory to God and hope to others. So that's a very much the main part of her focus. She also likes to share her personal story of grit and grace and how she uh, recovered and lives with mental health issues as a guest on other podcasts. So she's a, a podcast connoisseur. She's uh, she's spoken many times online uh, and has been a guest on, on several other shows. And now she's a guest on My Movie Story. So they're all available on YouTube, on her YouTube channel at Grit and Grace Podcast. The name's just on the screen now. Uh, and she loves to meet new and interesting people uh, in her free time, when she's not doing all of that. She enjoys time with her family the outdoors, music, reading, traveling, and of course, movies, which is why she's here today. So, Tonya, welcome to My Movie Story. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Great. Thank you for coming to us all the way from uh, Texas. And I'm glad we're able to work out our, uh, our time differences. And, uh, you know, it's uh, one of the great perks of this show is that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can hop online and get together and, and talk about our a common love of of movies um so yeah thank you for uh for ju jumping on the show and uh uh tell us a little bit more about your background with you know with your podcast and and some of the people you might talk to can you can you share a bit about that with us sure yeah i mean for one is yeah i was thinking this morning how cool it is was morning for me how cool it is that i get to get up this morning and get online with someone in Australia that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I talk about movies. So I was like, this is just so cool that we can do this. Um, but yeah, so in, on, on my show, I meet people that, oh, all kinds of people. Um, I interviewed someone last week who he was, he's a cancer survivor, but he also used to be, he used to be an NBA basketball player and at one point was a hostage negotiator. Wow. But he like, so he, yeah, so he comes on to talk about motivation and mindset. And then I have people come on that I meet um, that have overcome, uh, like, like you said, uh, addictions or um, I, I had a girl on that was, um, this, we had recovery month here in September is recovery month. So I featured a lot of addiction shows and um, people that have overcome that issue. And this girl is an alcoholic and she had an incredible, incredible story. Um, 
I don't want to give it away in case anybody gets on there to watch it. But <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. But our yeah, yeah, but she had an incredible incredible story. Um, and um, it, it it did really well. But it's just really neat that you can meet all these people. And I just like to mm -hmm. share, you know, stories of real average everyday people yeah. that um have gone through something and overcame, and they can give other people, you know, hope you yeah. know, to, to go on when, you know, people that are struggling. So. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's a, it's a really positive thing that you're doing with your podcast and, and, you know, yeah, what I've learned from podcasting is just the the power of podcasts and that you really can talk about anything to anyone and there's someone out there who, who will benefit from it. Um, and, you know, it's a great time we live in where we can do that. Anyone can host a podcast and yeah. And how long have you been running yours for? Sonia? Oh, not long at all. Um, so I started this last spring in yep. so March of this year. Oh, right. So I yep. had someone that I had known in the past that um actually gave gave me the idea. And so, you know, I prayed about it and just kind of thought about it for a little while. And I said, Well, yep. I never really thought about podcasting, but and I've had to learn so much and I'm still I'm still learning. Absolutely, like the technical, yeah. especially the technical side of things, <laughs> you're right. Anyone, anyone can do it, but, um, I, you, there's a lot of, uh, moving parts from just mm. editing to the creative side, knowing what yep. you're going to talk about and things like that. So, and I'm not, um, I don't wear all those hats all the time. So some of, yep. some of it, it's more difficult for me, but, um, but I do enjoy it. It's really, um, I felt like it's given me, um, it's like my purpose for right now in yeah. my life. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have people that, that will reach out to me like on my Facebook page or whatever and say, I know you do a, uh, your podcast or your show on addiction or on this episode, you know, really touched me. I have a son that's, that's struggling or I'm struggling yeah. and they'll ask me for advice or things like that. And it's not often, but that one person you know, mm -hmm. maybe that's what I'm supposed to do, make a difference in one person's life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And and it might only be like one person who hears it and really gets what that podcast is about, but that one person can then take that away and, and, and create change in other people's lives. So it can have that ripple effect. And yeah, we never really know how far that's going to go. Um, so it's just about putting it out there. Yeah. And, and, and anyone who is, would be, thinking about starting a podcast who's thought about it for a while like what would be your your sort of main tip or piece of advice for them oh well i mean just learn everything that you can yeah try to do it first uh, it's easier to learn first as opposed to learning as you go there's yeah. so much information out there especially i mean just youtube and google are is full of information for starting Absolutely. a podcast yeah um but yeah yeah, that would great. be it. Try to try to try to learn first. Yeah, <laughs> learning definitely. as you go. Sometimes you feel you fall on your face in front of people, but usually yep. your my, your listeners. I don't know about you, but they tend to be like in your corner, and so mm -hmm. they're you know they're cheering you on, and they they're yep. they're they're growing with you. So yeah, they forgive you know your little goof ups or whatever. But, For sure, yeah. yeah, and those goof ups are okay because <laughs> like we're only human, right? You know, like, and I think right, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and it's about having a go, and uh, you you do get better as you go. And and I've had a few of my guests come on who've given me some some tips and ideas on how I can improve the show and stuff, and I've tried to take those on board. So yeah, fantastic. Well, mm -hmm. it's it's a great space to to be in, and it's uh, great to be 
talking with another fellow podcaster so <laughs> so welcome <laughs> and um and I'm sure a lot of your other uh, interests and skills and background are going to come up in these three films that we're talking about um today and um speaking to you a little while back and and telling me which three films you wanted to talk about I've I've gone and watched a couple of them and very much the theme across the three films is the relationships between mothers and their daughters um which is definitely a a theme in all of these films and I guess that's our the theme for this episode um so to start with Tonya I thought we might talk about um what you would consider to be uh, your all-time favorite film uh, or one of your all-time favorite films I think we all have more than one uh, but this yeah. one uh is a pretty special film um and uh, I was very grateful to have the opportunity to, to watch this film recently uh but it's all about you and your connection so yeah tell us uh, what is the name of this film and and tell us all about it yeah, so so the first one I chose was Terms of Endearment with Deborah Winger, Shirley MacLaine, Jack Nicholson, yep. um, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful cast. Fantastic. Wonderful cast. Deborah Winger. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. I'll be over later. They're probably tired anyway and will get to sleep early, and uh, I'd like to get to bed early. <laughs> grandma! 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 Bye-bye. Yeah, my, I love talking about movies. I mean, mm -hmm. this was, this is really, your show is not really part of my niche or whatever you want to call it, but I came on here for the, for the fun because I just yeah. love movies, and yeah. it's hard to pick a favorite. But hard, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, yeah, for like I was saying before, for entertainment, I'd probably go with mob or mafia movies. But of when course. I want a good cry, I, I go to these three movies. Um, and and so, like I told you before in our conversations, to me, it means something when a movie can make when, when a movie can move me to tears and make mm. me cry. And so, but there's more. I don't I don't want to leave anyone thinking okay well these movies are just all about they're just all sad and then, and then you're just yeah. gonna walk away sad because you don't yeah. i don't anyways but yeah. um so so i chose terms of endearment um and so i guess i guess because the character um shirley mclean and deborah winger's characters uh the mother and daughter character in the movie uh is really similar to my i'm glad my mom doesn't watch <laughs> Australia podcast in Australia or listen no I'm kidding uh, but, <laughs> but it, it closely kind of mirrors my relationship with my own mother right. and um and then it also though I have children now so I have grown children now so I can really see myself in the mother sometimes and in the daughter so it just depends on the scene I guess yep but um the conflict like they there's there's a conflict between them like it seems like through the whole movie they're always nitpicking at one another or at least <laughs> mom is the daughter yeah and yeah and so you you almost have the 
feeling that they don't that they almost just don't like each other um yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but you, you know deep down inside there's this there's this deeper unexplainable bond between a mother and child that no matter what like mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like the worst mother on earth I have at times mm -hmm. you know just over the years you know whatever some circumstance or situation you feel like you failed you know and um but there's always though no matter what gonna be some sort of primal connection between mother and daughter I think yeah. more than no offense to the male but uh, maybe it's just my own experience but I don't know if the male the male and child have that type of bond I don't know maybe they do but um so yeah that's and then it's funny too but the movie's yeah, funny the is. movie's funny, Very funny. <laughs> um the script um so the book um uh, or the, yeah was written by Larry McMurtry I think his name is Larry McMurtry yeah. and um he actually lives not far from me he lives only he's like 60 or about 70 miles from where I live I don't oh, wow. know how much that is yeah um and so they ha he has a bookstore over there oh, but wow. cool. so I, I, yeah I love the writing in the movie mm. I love um just a little like so so does this mean you won't be needing the baby any booties <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. great dialogue yeah <laughs> yeah great dialogue for sure and yeah the acting is great um I oh, love all of those. those are some of my favorite actors yeah so yeah it's absolutely. a great story i don't know where you want me to start i just kind of oh there's a lot to talk yeah. about isn't there yeah for yeah. sure and um as i was telling you just before this episode this uh one of my other little uh you know uh, goals as a film reviewer is to watch and review every film that's won best picture at the oscars and i didn't really know much about the films of the 80s that had won oscars and i was working my way back through and this won the best picture for 1983 and um I didn't realize it was directed by James L. Brooks, who was one of the yes. uh, original creators of The Simpsons. He went on and made The Simpsons. And then he made a couple yeah. of other films like Spanglish and um, As Good As It Gets, which also had Jack Nicholson in it. And yes. uh, he has a very unique uh, style of um, of films, I think. And uh, have you seen some of his other movies? I've seen As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Spanglish, I have seen, but I didn't it really... I didn't get much out of that. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not not as strong as these other films, but um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So it was uh normally myself. Normally, this was a wouldn't be a film I would actively go and seek out because I guess the how old it is and the the title of it. I'm kind of like, oh okay. But then I, when I heard this one best picture of the Oscars, I'm like okay, I'll, I'll check this out. And then you mentioned it was the film you wanted to talk about, so I'm like fantastic. Now I've got all the reasons yeah. to watch it and. And I was just really, you know, amazed at the chemistry between Shirley Mc McLean and um, Deborah Winger. Like they really seemed like they were mother and daughter. Um, yeah, and and just you mentioned that you know that you the performances were really strong. And yeah, can can you talk a little bit more about those characters, like who they are, and and what's really going on yeah. there with with those two? Like, why is there so much friction there? Do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I think okay emma or or deborah winger's character um she's real like to me she's real earthy and like authentic mm. i think that that's the that's her attraction she's not 
and I think that that's just the way she was really in a lot of her movies from now that I think about it. Yeah. But she, it's not that her appearance is unattractive. She's an attractive woman, like, but she's not your um, standard, I guess, beauty as far as her looks. But um, she she was attractive. Uh, her character, I believe, was attractive to Flap. That's <laughs> such a strange name. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah um, Jeff Daniels', Daniels character. character yeah. yeah, and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito is even in the movie. Yeah, but, he didn't have much <laughs> yeah. to say, did he? <laughs> no, he was kind but, of just um... like this lost puppy that was following her around. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think uh, the attraction to to Emma was that she was natural. She she was herself. She mm. was fully herself. I mean, like, okay, when they first got married, um, and she's like. <laughs> it's not attractive she's got the allergies and the nose is running and yeah. they're trying to have their honeymoon <laughs> yeah, that's right. but, and then and i don't know if you caught like um all the actual terms of endearment but to, like to me one of the first ones is when he's like you know you're my sweet ass gal yeah, <laughs> you know right. who tells him you're my sweet ass gal yeah which is so cool it's so corny that's such yeah. a corny what a line. compliment yeah but <laughs> you know but, but she loved it she's just like oh my god I love you so much, you know. And of course, they go have their scene, and she's just like sneezing and snot running, and yeah. But you know, <laughs> but that's her, you know. And yeah. then she ends up, she ends up like having three kids, mm -hmm. and they had no business having kids. They're no. poor as dirt. Yep. Okay, that was me. <laughs> that was me in real life. Yeah. You know, haven't you ever heard of birth control? <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> not to give too much information, personal information, but yeah, yeah you know, it, it, it's it's just I don't know if it's and, and the setting, like it's set in Houston, Texas. Yep. I've I've I spent so many years in Houston. I'm from Texas, so yep. so even the even the setting, the streets when they go when her and um Jack Nicholson's character they go to have lunch. That's the Galveston Strip. Like I I can uh, I can yep. everything's familiar to me. Yep. Um, I re I relate to just that that southern vibe and mm -hmm. culture amongst all of them. Yep. But um, I think you know I think that's part of the conflict between. Shirley's character, the mother, and Deborah is that Deborah is so loose. Like yeah. her character is so loose and natural, yeah. and which mm -hmm. goes against the way Shirley Shirley's character was probably raised. Yes. Right. Yeah. In her time, you weren't raised to act that way. You had to put on, no. put on airs, That's be a right. lady. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And, but, yeah. And yeah, yeah Shirley MacLaine's character comes obviously comes from a different era because. Uh, I didn't realize the film was was over like this twenty year span, um, and I think it when it the film ends, it's in the time it was made, nineteen eighty three. But at one point, you see a calendar in the background. It says nineteen seventy nine, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, no, I didn't know when it was set. But the start, the opening scene of the film, I thought was really good, where it's it's uh, when she's a baby, and the baby's crying, and then in comes mum and uh, you hear just the voice of the husband in the background saying, don't go in there, don't go in there. And the mum is so paranoid. She's like, is she breathing? Is she breathing? Like, is my baby alive? Like what's going on? And then she wakes the baby up, makes her cry. And she's like, Oh yep. She's fine. <laughs> and walks back out. And like that opening scene just tells you everything you need to know about that woman. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is, exactly. So I mean, she, she, she has the maternal instinct for the child. I mean, she's worried she's worried about it 
um, you know, and it's worrying about the care of the child. But as far as the emotional care of the child, once the child cries, she's out of the room. She walks yeah. out of the room. She doesn't comfort the baby. No. So, no. It, so as you see that, though, as a thread, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the life, you're like, she's concerned for Emma's welfare. But as far as the emotion, she's not going to be for Emma what Emma wants emotionally. That's right. You know. Yeah, and, and, and until the, until changes. you get closer till the until you get closer to the end. Of course, <laughs> yeah, and then I think yeah. the Shirley MacLaine character, it's the the introduction of Jack Nicholson's character that really mixes things up for her. And um, yeah, what what were your sort of thoughts on their relationship and their scenes together? Because he sort of brought that lightness and comic relief to the film um he did yeah. yes yes and i love it i mean i love him yeah he's, <laughs> he's the so best. sexy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's and, great. and he plays that he plays that part so good he so does. well but yeah. um yeah he, he picks at her but um she's obviously got her own little naughty side you know what i mean because mm. it's attractive to her yeah. even though she tells him she tells him you know why you know why do you do this to me why are you always trying to you know pick at me and, and he's like well you bring out the devil in me you know that's and, right <laughs> but, but obviously obviously a part of her liked it you know mm. part of her liked it but the yep. scene when they go to lunch is incredible he's like she's like all of this wouldn't have happened if you just hadn't gotten drunk he's like i'm not drunk anymore yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> or and i really liked the how they're and he's driving like, along the me. beach in his car <laughs> And she's driving uh -huh. and she just stops and he just gets flung off he just gets flung off the car and tumbles into the ocean. <laughs> and it then he gets his hands it was stuck funny, in his dress. Really in unexpected ways, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like very serious and moving and it kind of emotionally tense, but then there was those random moments that were just hilarious as well. So I really I really appreciated that about the film, the way it used humor yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. Right. And it needed it. It really oh. needed it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because like you said, you know, the way the where the film goes towards the end and it does get very emotional. So um now I did put a little spoiler alert warning at the start of this episode for anyone who's watching this film and doesn't want to have the ending uh, ruined for them. You might want to just skip forward a little bit, but it's it's hard not to talk about this film and not talk about the ending and what it sort of represents. So yeah, and and probably one of the reasons why you come back to it because it does uh you know it does make you cry and uh it definitely uh struck a nerve with me and um but yeah tell us about your thoughts on the direction the film went in and, and how it ends how did that what effect did that have on you well oh like i say I, I i i get different perspective from the mom and daughter side but um, you know, the daughter, she lives her life and she, has she accomplished anything except for marrying um, a guy that in, ended up being unfaithful to her um, and didn't come out to be much, I guess, society wise, you know, himself and having three and having three kids. Mm -hmm. um, what did she accomplish in her life? And then, and then she's, she's going to die. And then she has to like that scene where she she tells the doctor, you know, I know I've got I've got to tell my I've got to figure out what to do with my kids. Yeah. Oh, that just tears my guts out. Yeah. Because I'm a mother, and so I didn't even think about having to have that talk with my kids. Just oh, it just tears me up. Yeah. And then um, but then like when 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 Shirley's character Aurora, 
when she comes in to that, that whole scene of give my daughter the shot, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. 10 o'clock. She only has to hold out till 10 o'clock and it's, yeah. it's past 10. It's past 10. Give my daughter the shot. And um, that, that really gets me and rips me because she's finally, she's finally showing some emotion for her yes. daughter. Yes. Like I was raised by a mother. Now my mother, like, I know my mother will cut for me. Like she has my back. She loves me she, above anyone else on this earth. I can count on my mother. I know that. But there's the way she shows that was is is different. Um, I didn't have a lot of hugs. I didn't have a lot of emotion from my mom, um, that emotional nurturing. And so, and so Aurora wasn't giving that to Emma either. And I think Emma was fine with it. But yeah. but at the end, like, um, but at the end when she's like she, she's doing that for her and and um she's caring for her. She brings the painting into the hospital room for her, you know, yeah. and she's nurturing her. And then like the, it's so delicate when she, with that scene, when she goes, is so delicate. It's like, oh, even talking about it right now, I'm getting chill bumps. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I've seen the movie a million times. I don't care. It still has that power, but it's so delicate how she goes. Um, yeah. And, um, but when, when Shirley says, you know, that line, when she says, and she, she finally, she's just, in, she's in flap, you know, she's just falls on him. It yeah. doesn't matter how their relationship either. Like she falls on him and she says, I, I, I can't believe it. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. She says, I actually thought that when she finally went, it would be a relief hmm. because all she had, she always had to help Emma. Emma was always struggling. That's you know, right. Emma didn't live up to her expectations, yeah. you know, I mean, and then now she's sick and this is taking all this energy out of you. And, and, yeah. you know, that's what you, that's what you do think because life can be so hard and uh, it can be so trying sometimes. And that you think yeah. that, that when this, it, you you just want it all to end, but and then you think it's going to be a relief, but it's not, it, she said, there's nothing like it. She just starts bawling. She's like, there's nothing like it. Cause there yeah. is nothing like the death of a child. And I do know that from personal experience, there is nothing like it. Yeah. You cannot compare it. And the pain, like the pain, dude, the pain. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, I mean, but yeah. it, it, you know, he wraps, he wraps it up in a nice bow there at the end. You know, when you yeah. have the scene at the funeral and the little girl's so cute and she's walking around and Jack's still in the picture, everything, life does go on. Time yes. marches on. It's the circle of life, you know, so you, so you walk away. Okay. But I mean, and sometimes you might, you, maybe you need to feel that emotion, but it's hard. It's, it's, I think, I think it's just rare that a movie can have the acting, the direction, the production, Mm -hmm. the writing, all of, all of that, the whole package that it can be able to stand that test of time and still be able to pull that out of you. I just, there's something to be said about that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it was the, I think it was the first film James L. Brooks directed and, you know, early film for Deborah Winger, obviously Shelley McLean and Jack Nicholson were well-established actors by then. So they really carried the film, but it, yeah, it just, it had me engaged the whole time. And it just, obviously it, it moves quite quickly because there's a lot of story to get through over this, like, you know, 10 or 15 year period, however long it is um, or 20 years, maybe. And yeah, it's it's very it's very well done, and it is it is very moving at the end, and I absolutely agree with everything you've said about it. I think it had the same effect on me as well. Uh, and um, do you have a favorite scene or the scene that stands out for you the most? I think you might have already mentioned what that could have been, but any other scenes that really? Uh, I don't know. If, um, my favorite. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> When um okay yeah in the grocery store oh uh, for we didn't talk about John Lithgow 
no, oh, one didn't. of my other favorites. Yes. So in the in the yeah, grocery store, in yeah. when the lady goes, can I have the register key? She doesn't have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really and make her he comes, feel bad. Yeah. And so he, and he comes up and, um, of course, she's trying to put stuff back. And the little kids are looking at her, you know, and she puts something in. We're going in the wrong direction, honey. You know, she's like, <laughs> I don't have to understand why I have to be so goddamn nasty. You know, <laughs> and so yeah. and then he comes up, you know, and he, of course, takes care of it for her. And he's like, I know so and so from the rotary. I don't think mm -hmm. he would appreciate you being so rude to customers. It's just like I wasn't being rude. Yeah. And he goes, well, then you must be from New York. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a great scene is it yeah that's a great scene it and really then, is. Though, she's going out to the car and the kids is like come on mom and she's like over by the car honey yeah. over by the car <laughs> definitely oh that's it's, it's a, great it's great it, yeah i laughed yeah. out loud at that i think yeah there was a lot of scenes that really just surprised mm -hmm. me and then yeah and there's it's two stories it's the story of emma and this like you said this really soul of the earth woman who's just living one day at a time and she's really out there and then you've got aurora who's very sort of uptight and conservative until jack nicholson comes along and messes everything up basically <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's, it's a great film a great film and um yeah yeah very very moving so definitely uh anyone who hasn't seen it yet even though we've talked about where it goes and where it ends you can definitely still go back and, and watch it it's like Titanic, even though you know how it's going to end, you can still watch it and experience yeah, <laughs> the emotion and Very everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's mm -hmm. that's my analogy. But uh, yeah, great. All right, so we might talk about your next film now, um, Tonya, which is the film that you think uh, everyone must see. Uh, and it's all everyone has such a different film in this category. Like, uh, it's really interesting to hear what films people choose and. And yours obviously has the theme of mothers and daughters, but it's uh, it's different. It's one I'd heard of and is really iconic. Um, being a guy, though, it's not the film I would rush out to see, but that's, I will watch it yeah. now. I haven't seen it yet, but, um, you know, it's your recommendation, so I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> and uh, maybe a few other guys watching this will, will, you know, put away that male machoism and be like, okay, I'm going to go check out this film. So tell us all about it. What is this film everyone should see? Okay, well, Steel Magnolias really is a total chick flick. I mean, I gave you all <laughs> chick flicks, really. So I'm going to make you very happy. I want a child of my own. Your poor body has been through so much. Why would you deliberately do this to yourself? Diabetics have healthy babies all the you time. You are special, Shelby. Time <laughs> has made them close. <laughs> Life. She's going to have a baby. Go get a doctor. Has made them friends. <laughs> Steel Magnolias. The funniest movie that will ever make you cry. So Magnolias, we have Shirley MacLaine again, and um, Julia Roberts, Olympia Dukakis, Daryl Hannah, and oh, um, Sally Sally Field, right? Yes. For, um, Sally Fields, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and also, I've been where they filmed that movie. Oh, right. <laughs> in um, in Nacogdoches, um, Louisiana. So oh, okay. um, I've been there too and saw, and saw that. So that was really cool. But it's another one of my favorite films. It's really, they all three kind of have the same theme. You have a mother and daughter. So uh, Sally Fields is the mother to Julia Roberts' character. Right. Um, and then, oh, I forgot Dolly Parton is in it as well. So oh, Dolly yes. Parton. Yeah. yeah, so Dolly Parton and the other characters are the supporting cast. So Dolly, Dolly Parton has uh, the local hair salon. And and they all, all a lot of the scenes are in there. 
um, you know, the, the ladies come to do their hair and they're all chit-chatting um, about whatever. But the the whole scene start, the whole movie starts, uh, Julia Roberts is getting married. And um, so there's a wedding and they're getting ready for that. And then, but as it turns out, um, so I don't, I, I, you said I could talk as much as I want about it, about the movie. So I'm Absolutely. trying not to be careful, but be careful. So Julia Roberts has an illness. And I relate to this because I, I think if I remember correctly, I think she was just a diabetic. I say just a diabetic. I shouldn't say it that way. My grandmother was a diabetic um, and passed from complications from it because it, it can actually be very dangerous mm. and cause a lot of complications. Yep. So, but her complication in the movie, she ended up needing a kidney transplant. Um, and so somehow your the diabetes can affect your kidneys. Um, but the reason I do relate to it is not due to my grandmother and that it's due to my oldest daughter who's an adult now, but um, she's had a kidney transplant. So I know like how fragile would be, I guess the best word, how fragile that situation can be for people. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, don't wait that long or they do wait long. Either way, they get their kidney all swell, in swell, and they go on with their life. Yeah. But some people like my daughter, she's actually had a liver transplant when she was eight months old. And another liver transplant when she was five years old, because that one we had issues over the years. And then when she was an adult, had the kidney transplant. So she said three organ transplants. Gosh. Crazy story. Yeah. But so she's been touch and go like over her whole um, years of life. Um, still to this day, I would not be surprised to get a phone call that she's in the hospital again. Mm. But um, so, you know, so I understand the reality of a medical situation of any kind that could be very fragile. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, so having a daughter with that, I could really relate to Sally's character. Um, but this one, like Terms of Endearment, is also full of comedy. I'd probably say more comedy than yeah. the other one. Um, so like, for example, when they're getting ready to go to the hospital, so it turns out the mother, Sally Field, is going to, uh, donate one or ki one of her kidneys and they're all getting ready to go to the hospital that night and julia has two brothers in the house and um oh her dad um i can't remember his last name but um anyways they're making jokes about kidneys and everything and the mom's getting upset because she's really she is um what do you call it a helicopter mom like she's hovering over julia even though julia is grown now she's probably i guess uh maybe college age when she's getting married you know about the normal time you move out and you get married yep in the film and so um but she just makes sure that she's telling her like you know she's about to go off and have her wedding night and the mother's like be careful be careful she doesn't want her to get pregnant mm -hmm. it could be bad for her health i've had that same conversation with my daughter who ended right. up getting pregnant by the way and had a child <laughs> and did well so thank the lord but um, <laughs> so I understand that, too, you know, and of course, yeah. Julia, um, uh, towards the end of the film or the, you know, the arc of the film, um, she's says that she's pregnant. And of course, the mother, the, everybody in the whole film is excited. All the family is excited. This is a miracle. And she, you know, she clarifies, you know, the mother does that um, she never said that the doctors never said she couldn't get pregnant. They said, don't. Oh, right? right. That You can't carry the baby. Yeah. So. So like the other film, I don't want to spoil it for you. That's okay. <laughs> but like All good. But like the other film, <laughs> the daughter dies. She doesn't make it. She has the kid. 
it's too much on her kidneys and um she ends up on live support and she passes away so um but it's not the it's not the daughter passing away that scene didn't get to me it's the funeral it's the emotional outburst i think that um I relate to so like in terms of different when Shirley McLean's like give my daughter the shot yeah the emotional outburst so um so the funeral scene is really good I mean it's it's even even it's funny though they throw right. like she has like her moment and you're in tears and right at the right time like Olympia Dukakis and Shirley McLean they come in with this comedy scene that just you're just you're you're now you're crying because you're laughing so <laughs> um yeah cool. so That's it cool. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's not unbearable for a guy to watch it. It's, it's still, it's, it's a great film, yeah. um, but you know, it just teaches you basically to, you know, value the life that you have, mm-hmm. value the relationships that you have, yeah. um, va- value the, um, the comedy that life does throw at you, you yes. know, I mean, it, it, so because yeah. it, it's a relief it's a relief you know times can be too tough so yeah even in those dark times we can still find something to to laugh about and smile about and it yeah like Mm -hmm. what you just talked about it it sort of reminds me of like when you go to a a funeral of someone close to you who's passed away and obviously the the time in between when they pass and the funeral is very difficult uh, especially if you're having to organize it and take a lead in that process and then the service is always really emotional. There might be a few laughs there. But then afterwards, you know, um, when everyone gets together, you know, at, at the wake or the, the, um, the, serum, the, you know, the event after the funeral and everyone's mm-hmm. just having a good time talking about, you know, the, the, the person and the memories and just it, it brings people together, even though it's a sad occasion. And you can and you can walk away, you know, feeling a little lighter, you know, because I guess you've you get that sense of closure. And, uh, yeah, I remember my, um, my cousin, young cousin who passed away many, many years ago, he was quite young. And then it was like a three week process before his body was returned home because he passed away overseas tragically. And then there was a lot of people at his funeral, very emotional. And then his wake was at his local pub. So he was in, he was English and his wake was at his local pub and all his mates were there. And everyone was just having a great time and, and talking about him and laughing as if he was in the room, you know, it was, it was really, so yeah, kind of like what you've sort of talked about where it's like there's, there's humor in those moments as well, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. which is really powerful. Yeah. And, and do you know, can I ask what the meaning of the title is, Steel Magnolias? Like what, what, what's that relating to? Do you know? Yeah, so uh, I think it's, it was towards the end when Julia's character is, um, no okay it's in the funeral it's in the funeral that it comes in um they kind of explain it but basically well for one um in the south we have magnolia trees and so yeah so that that's there's that meaning where where we get that from the magnolia tree and um, of course in this in the movie they're all in her house in her yard i used to have them in my yard they're really pretty um but so but magnolia is what they're saying is like um she says at the funeral, it's funny, men are men are supposed to be made of steel or something, is what she says. Um, but she says he her husband couldn't couldn't even stay. Um, when she was when she was in the hospital, she was going back to mentioning, well, I, the how she was she goes, she goes, Yeah, they said you never left her side. 
she mm. goes yeah and, I, and you know she says it's funny because men are supposed to be made of steel or something but he couldn't he couldn't handle it the yeah. dad couldn't take it and but the mom what she said i was there when i she goes I, I was there when she was brought into this world and she took her first breath and she goes and i was there when she took her last one and i just got chills when i said that yeah <laughs> and she's like and line. i was there when she's like i was there when she took her last one and she goes there's nothing more precious than to have that experience now that's so tragic and so horrible but it's also very 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 tender and a very very precious experience to have mm. um um i mean that's something touching the other side of things that yeah. most people do not experience yeah. and so um like i said i mean i have personal experience of that so um that really, really touched me so what she's saying though is like um while that tree is like a really strong tree like the flower i guess is delicate but 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 the women in the movie I mean, if you want to consider them the flowers as compared to the men, the men, women would be the flowers, they're magnolias, but it's the women who are actually made of steel. Yeah. It's the women who can actually take hit after hit after hit after hit in inside. Like that's where my, the title, I don't have to bring up my podcast, but it just pops in my head. The title to my podcast, that's where I get that. The grit and grace oh, is right. because, yeah. To, yeah, to me, the the grit comes from, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, I've had a hard life, <laughs> and, but to me, it, you develop grit, every tragedy, every yes. blow that you're able to take. And even if you do get knocked down, when you get back up, you develop this personal strength, yeah. this personal grit or character inside that you're able to withstand. Like, I mean, some people get jaded and I've been there, done that at some, at some points, but, but the real good balance is to be able to like, you know, not saying, well, what next? What I'm, you know, I'm used to it right now, but no, to be like, okay, today, I'm glad today was good. I'm thankful for that. Right. But yeah. and if something does happen, I got this. And what I don't got with my grit, I got with God's grace. So that's where the other side of it is. You know, we, mm. I can't just depend on my own personal grit to get me through. I've got to have the grace of God or your higher power, whatever that may be for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, but so still Magnolia's is, the fact that the women, while the flower is delicate, they're not. They mm. can; those women can uh, take a licking and keep on ticking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, now I understand. Yeah. Now I understand what that means, and I think you explained it beautifully. Um, and uh, can you recall how this film came into your life? Did you originally see it when it came out at the movies, or? later in life like how did you discover it um i don't think i saw it in the theater but i did see it relatively soon when it came out sometimes um you know like so here um when it comes out in theater if you don't want to spend that much money for the ticket it'll come out on dvd or yeah. vhs whatever it was at that time um pretty like within a couple of months i think yeah. and so um you know i watched it within that first year yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I sought it out because like you, I will either seek out, um, Oscar winners, um, film, Oscar winning films or, um, or Golden Globes, whatever. But, um, always if it's got one of my favorite actresses or actors in it. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have seen every Al Pacino film, every Robert De Niro film, you know, so, so yeah. on and so forth. But so Julia, um, oh, while I do like Shirley MacLaine a lot, Julia would have been the one, the yeah. reason that I watched it. And yep. went for it that yep. and it looked like a good like I said it's a chick flick so it looked like <laughs> it, had a, it had it had a lot of stars in it and it looked like an entertaining story and it was yeah. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was it was the star uh, power attraction that yeah. uh, I went for that. It came out um when I was you know still I was old enough to be able to, you know, go seek it out and see it for myself. Yeah. So. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and it's um it's like I said, it's one I'd heard of, and everyone's like, oh, it's that's one. It's like the definitive chick flick. And I'm like, okay, but you know now mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not biased with any film. I'll watch any film once, and then uh, you know it's about the story, and I think what it touches on is a really is really important you know and it's it's true to life and again another great mother-daughter uh sort of relationship movie um uh, yeah mm -hmm. beautiful and yeah really really well really well put from you i think yeah, your passion for that film really came through as well so thank you for sharing steel magnolias with us it was great um yeah, and i'll yeah. go and watch it in the next couple of days and um i'll if I cry, I cry. Let me know. Whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me know what you. If you let me know, I want to know. <laughs> I will absolutely. Well, tears of in terms of tears of endearment. <laughs> terms of endearment that got me. That got me definitely. Um, the ending just kicked me in the guts. But yeah, um, overall brilliant film and yeah another one. So for your last film, um, we kind of travel back in time a little bit. Uh, to the nineteen fifties, I believe. And we've had a few older films on the podcast. We've had It's a Wonderful Life, 12 Angry Men. We've had Casablanca, uh, not Casablanca, Citizen Kane. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's really great uh, for me and for our viewers and other guests to check out some of these older films. And um, this is another great one from the 50s, which I never knew existed until you told me about it. Uh, so thanks again for uh, sharing another interesting film. Um, so this is the film that... Uh, you think everyone uh sorry this is the film that um really changed you the film that changed yeah. your your perspective on yourself or life or or people or just the topic of mothers and daughters um so yeah tell us uh what is that film tonya um uh, imitation of life had that yes by telephone by postcard by magazine interviews you've given me everything but yourself i'm white 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 my mom turned me on to this film mm -hmm. obviously it's older for me too so um but so this one, I don't know. I thought it. I thought it was a great film, especially for its time. Uh, so not only are we talking about the mother-daughter relationship between, so you have two single. Well, you're talking about single moms too. You got two single moms, mm -hmm. and so you got a white family, and then you've got a black family. Um, but so the white mother and daughter, they have their own kind of conflict. Um, because the mother is famous or she's an actress or whatever and um, celebrity or in that industry and so um, she's not able to spend a lot of time with her daughter and but the, what I really focus on of course is the um, the relationship between the black family and the black family because <clears throat> the the mother is Okay, so the so the, yeah the daughter is is it's alluded to the fact that the daughter's actually mixed. Mm -hmm. um, she 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 the mom says your your dad was 
practically white is what she says yeah um so so maybe he was mixed but the daughter is able by her looks to pass so what, what they called it here um during that time in the united states um <clears throat> after slavery and everything um civil rights everything people they it was called passing when you were able to get by on a lighter color of your skin right. and not pass as so you could go use the restroom right mm -hmm. any restroom or sit or anywhere on the bus or you know things like that so yep. passing was a thing so right. the movie covers that topic yep um and and, and so but i didn't know that there was actually an earlier version from the mm. 30s so mm. kudos for them even doing that back then yeah um absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah and I, I was reading too that uh the lady that played the mother the black mother was that was actually one of the first roles in film for a black actress that wasn't playing a mammy. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, yeah. So it was really kind of revolutionary story. It was for the fifties. Um, it was, yeah. I was impressed with how, how it addressed that topic very, very boldly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it was yeah. very brave. Movie. And I mean, yeah. And the, and the cast is all led by women. Mm -hmm. So that even there, you got the gender equality thing going on mm. for that, for again, again, for that time. Um, for women all, to hold the, all the leads um, yep. was pretty was pretty revolutionary, and then sure. women of color even. Yes. Um, I think the girl the the girl that played the daughter mm -hmm. to the to, to the black woman was uh, her actual for in real life real life um, race was something like I think it was Cuban or. Um, I don't know, but it wasn't part. It wasn't African American. Um, okay. I, I, it was Jewish and Cuban. Anyways, it was really so. It was a really cool opportunity for her. Mm -hmm. But then, so you've got. But then again, you've got, you've got the issue of the mother and the daughter and the conflict between them yep. and, and death. Yes. <laughs> and dying. <laughs> yeah. Mothers, daughters, and dying. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And, reg <laughs> and regret, regret. I guess in that movie, yep. it's gonna be regret. A huge amount yeah, of regret definitely by the, and felt by every character and i think the yeah there's there's not many uh male characters in the film there's obviously the character i think his name was steve played by john gavin who was like the mm -hmm. you know the reliable kind of charming guy who was always there but all these other males mm -hmm. who were in the the theater or film industry that the main character was and they're all just sleaze bags basically <laughs> who were just trying to use her to get ahead in life and yeah and it was interesting how the film started where she's like this aspiring actress it's just her and her daughter she's kind of just basically making ends meet and then you know annie i think the name was of the the black woman was it annie or oh yes yes yeah annie, it was yeah. Annie. Mm -hmm. the way mm -hmm. they meet and connect was uh was really cool and um then they're just side by side you know she sees her the um the white woman what was her name lana or laura i think her name was uh miss laura miss laura, laura yeah i just watched this like an mm -hmm. hour ago and i'm forgetting the name oh, yeah. already <laughs> i know me too <laughs> yeah. so she yeah. really saw her as an equal which was great and they were they were friends and then the the daughters were friends growing up and yeah and it, it was it was it was an interesting how the, the the subplots about the daughters as well and yeah so um yeah I guess uh, some of the other subplots and sub stories that are going on in the film. Um, can you talk a little bit about them and just, yeah, just to sort of give people a bit of a, a, a wider sense of what the film's about. 
like the different issues that are yeah. going on yeah yeah sure i mean i don't know like i said the story with annie and her daughter um mm. is just heartbreaking throughout mm. the whole film for me yeah. i mean like this there's a scene where she wants just to give her a hug i mean i just cry <laughs> look the way but they you can't really you you kind of don't really hate the daughter and for what she's doing i mean you're you do but you don't i mean i kind of mm -hmm. get it mm -hmm. you know you i mean she's trying if you knew what it was like and i i can't even i can't say that i knew what it was like i can't say that um but i mean i can only try to imagine yeah. what it would be like and if i had that choice yep. to have a whole different experience of life i mean you're talking about a whole different life mm -hmm. but as opposed to like loving your mother mm. you know this is but the, the thing is too though she didn't have to be so cold to her mother yeah. in private yeah. you know i mean it's it would still be cold to do that to her and like in public if you don't you know don't see her and don't act like you don't know me and everything but in private i don't know it's it's it was a complicated story that's just it real was. complicated yeah that's real complicated that's hard to hard to judge that's Absolutely. hard to judge. Yeah, and, definitely. Um... It was a very unique. <laughs> it was a very unique story in the fact that it was a black woman with a white daughter at the time where um, African American people very much were still working as maids and butlers, and you know there was racism was rampant. Things were sort of getting a little bit better. Like the, when the film started, it's set in the forties, and then as as Laura's career takes off, you see that montage where it's the years just go by and it's like 11 yeah. years later and she's this huge star and things had improved a little bit but there was definitely still that judgment there and that racism there and which was uh you know made it very difficult for for uh sarah jane i think was the was the daughter yeah sarah jane yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Um, to be her you know to be who she really was um and then mm -hmm. yeah and some standout scenes from this film for you like what are the scenes that are most memorable for you um well the well okay i already mentioned the when she was trying to hug her when the when yep. mama was trying to hug her and mm. she's just oh she's just like so tender and there was a scene was a, the scene like when she was in the street uh the sarah jane was in the street and a guy had um discovered her color um she's no i'm as wide as you are as you are you know mm -hmm. um that was touching and then but but the funeral scene of course i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. go to the funeral scene yep. um <laughs> uh yeah every time I mean, i'll sit there and watch it and i i'll watch it again and again and again sometimes i will fast forward to mahalia singing and i, yep. I love mahalia jackson i'm a huge mahalia jackson fan oh, that's who was singing I mean, I, at the I, end was it yeah yes right. yes yeah that I'm was more, very moving yeah, yeah oh gosh and um so yes yeah, i'll sit through the whole so it's kind of a long that's a long scene that was mm. a long funeral scene yeah it is. for a movie yeah because they go through the, her she sings the whole song mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me she sings the whole song and um i've always told my kids i said i want a funeral like that i want i want a black choir i want a horse-drawn buggy with yep. the white roses covering it yeah <laughs> you know it's a, but for this woman had a fabulous turnout for her funeral. Yeah, she and did. And so, so yeah, so they're in the church and Mahalia sings and it's very solemn. You're, you're not crying yet, but you know, it's very solemn. And, mm -hmm. and then, and then you, they go outside and there's the horse drawn buggy. And, yeah. 
<laughs> excuse me, she's going along the cobblestone streets or whatever. And, yep. and then the next thing you know, they're like, wait, stop, wait, stop. And yep. then here she comes and she's just like busted open those doors and just throws herself. She just flung, flings herself onto the casket. She's like, mm, I'm very sorry, emotional. mama. I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry. It's too yeah. late, baby girl. It's too late. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. And yeah, that hurts. Very sad. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I was watching that and I was wondering, like, what what delayed her in getting there? Did you, Was she maybe watching from the background? kind of from a distance and then it was like hang on now i i don't i can't let my my mom go until i say i'm sorry you know which is kind of what she eventually did um and yeah I, just the whole funeral procession was exactly what annie described um wanting to have when she was you know lying in her deathbed and and yeah it was an amazing turnout and the people are on the street were just like oh what's going on here and it was that's how she wanted to be remembered you know wasn't it because mm -hmm. she'd spent her whole life mm -hmm. as a as this humble servant who put Laura and her family first. And then it was like, I'll, I'll be remembered at the end of my life. And this is, and she was, and she had this huge, like you said, this huge turnout of people. And yeah, it was, it was very, very moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think Sarah Jane um, did what everyone does. I think she took her mother's life for granted. I think that she probably in the back of her mind assumed that there was always time that um what she was worried about was right now and how do i survive right now how do i navigate the world i'm in right now mm -hmm. because things were very bad um in here that at that time i mean it was people were getting beaten and like hosed down and things like in some mm -hmm. places and some yeah. situations it, you didn't you never know what it what it was more than just a bat a, a look you know yeah. or a slur sometimes so she was trying to navigate the here and now. Yeah. And um, so sometimes, you know, we all, we, it says we always hurt the ones we love is a saying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're able to do that, I think, because um, we're able to shut off temporarily the guilt or um, that natural thing in us that keeps us from hurting somebody we love. We're able, I think, temporarily to not listen to that voice um for survival mode right yeah for whatever the right whatever right now is calling for yeah because in the back of your mind i always i always have time like even now i think my mother is 62 years old i've got time i got mm -hmm. time i mean she's probably gonna live into her 80s right i've got 20 years i got time which me and my mother we talk all the time i don't mean to say that but i'm just trying to hypothetically put myself in that situation sure. um so with her i mean she annie basically died of a broken heart so she died mm -hmm. before really she naturally should have, I think. But yes. um, e either way, I think Sarah Jane thought was probably thought I already always have time. And yes. then she wrote when once she realized that she didn't, um, it was too late. And I don't really think that it was a matter of I can't let mom go without saying sorry. Mm -hmm. I think it I don't even think she was thinking about it. I think her guts were ripped out. Yeah. I think her guts were literally ripped out. And that was just her response. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think it was about any type of closure. I think she really was clawing at the cabin. I mean, mm. I'm sorry, the casket with the soul in, in, in intense pain inside of her, wishing that yeah. she could literally tell her that. Yeah. So much she didn't get to say because she um, was in denial of who she was and who her mother was. And 
you know, it was a huge burden, a burden that she had to live with, you know, and mm. yeah. And I, and I really liked the direction the film went in, how it, it focused firstly on Laura and Annie as, as yet mothers of these young girls. And then it focused on the girls when they became teenagers and, and their, their identity and everything. And then, yeah, so it was, it was, and obviously it was addressing, you know, things like racism and race relations and identity, but it, you know, in a, in a very different way, it was, I didn't really know what to expect with this film, you know, and, and, and the title after I saw the film, I, I kind of understood what the title meant. Um, But yeah, what was yeah. your take on like the, the title? What do you think imitation of life was sort of referring to? Was it in your opinion? What do you think um, that means? Well, like, okay. From Sarah Jane's perspective, I think it would be that she was called to her mother and turned her away in order to make a life for mm-hmm. herself. Yep. Some sort of life. Um, the best that she she wanted to make the best one that she could make, which is why she chose the past. So um, but I think it turned out to be sort of an imitation of a life, right? It wasn't yes. a life at all because it wasn't her true life. It mm. wasn't her true story. She wasn't living her authentic self. Um so I think it was sort of, um, like I said, a, a play on words for sort of like, you're not living um, your real life. Yeah. That, I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, that, that was that's kind of, how, that, that's kind that's of how what I took I got it as well. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even Laura would, would, you know, you weren't always sure when she was being real and when she was acting, you know? So, right. That too. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Good point. And, then, and mm-hmm. Annie like appeared to Laura to be this humble servant, but had this whole other life in the background and that was reflected in the amount of people who showed up at a funeral and then, that's too yes yeah yes. so she had this sort of secret life and she was just playing the role of of uh of the the maid you know so right. everyone was kind yeah of something else than what they really were you know so yeah that right. was kind of what i took away from it um which was interesting it was mm-hmm. an interesting take on on the topic and and yeah very ahead of its time i thought for a film released in 1957 and um mm-hmm. you know a very very smart film like it was it felt sort of modern and, and fresh and you know felt like yeah, wow, this is age yeah. yeah yeah it, yeah yeah i mean we didn't have our civil rights movement until the 60s yes so <laughs> yeah you know mm. yeah it was really cool yeah definitely definitely yeah yeah and um you know so just i guess in recap of the three films you've chosen tanya i think obviously it's about mothers and daughters the relationship how daughters perceive their mothers how mothers perceive their daughters um the differences between them the similarities between them and i you know from my own observation of my wife with her daughters our daughters my mum with my sisters like uh, i can only observe i don't fully understand the mother daughter bond or relationship <laughs> uh, but this film definitely gives a, a different perspective on that in in interesting ways and and yeah so three really great films um on that theme so you know thank you for bringing us your stories for these films um and just uh before we go though any other honorable mentions in the sort of mother-daughter genre i guess (laughs) any other films you could go for well though okay one right off the top of my head uh, it wouldn't be mother daughter though, but I was going to say when you were talking though, it really could be, uh, cause I've thought about this before I came on too. It could be fathers too. Sure. I mean, 
you know, I have a complicated relationship with my father as well. So sometimes I see both. So I would say, though, would be son and mother. And I don't know if you've seen the Hillbilly Hillbilly Elegy. um, It's a Netflix movie directed by Ron Howard. Okay. Ooh, excellent. Excellent. Amy Adams plays in it. She plays the mom. Yep. And um and uh, I believe it's based on a true story, I believe. Right. But um the glass castle would be the next one. Um that okay. um so yeah, Woody Harrelson plays the dad. Right. Um, but yeah, and the mother, um uh what is her name? She was in the impossible. Oh I think uh, she's Naomi an Australian Watts. actor. Naomi think, Watts, yeah. 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 <laughs> so she plays the mom. Um oh, and right. that's a real good one. It's called it's called the glass castle. Oh, okay. Um, Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll check that out. That's a good yeah. one for for a parent parent child relationship type thing. There. Yeah. No one dies in those films. Oh, good. Good so. to know. Right. <laughs> no one dies. Because I think after these three films, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uplifting, but also emotionally, yeah, impacting as well. But you know, it's important yeah. to experience these films. You know, and uh, for someone who's been through something similar, you know, it helps you reconnect with that. And remind it reminds you that hey you're not alone other other parents or mother daughters fathers sons have gone through this as well so it can be quite therapeutic um and you know each film also has its its humor and its lighter topics as well so yeah really great choices great choices um and so just sort of the last sort of question I like to ask people and I think you might have some interesting ideas here is uh you know where where could where could movies go, you know, like future of movies or is there certain topics or um, issues that you would like to see explored in a movie or anything along those lines? Um, no, I mean, I would just say like, I wish they would bring them back a little bit. Classic mm-hmm. movies. Mm. I mean, I think, I think they're getting a little and TV as well. Shallow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, or just trying to hurry up and get something made very quickly. Yeah. So you're you, so you're missing some of the quality from that we used to have in movies. Yes. Um. They don't. So, like to me, a real good movie just comes along now every once in a while. Yeah. Maybe once a year. Yep. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. Like, since streaming has come along, and it's sort of. Yes. Film and TV is now more sort of content, not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, an original story, but more right. something that can be made quickly, watched yes. quickly, and then people yes. move on and go to the next thing, you know? Like it's that right. fast, digestible yes. sort of content now, So, which means it lacks yeah. a bit of substance, yeah, 100%. Yes, yes, and, that's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um which is, I guess, sort of reflective in the movies we've had all of our guests talk about that we haven't had anything really new or recent mentioned yet. Um, but mm-hmm. who knows? Like, there might be some film that comes along that really surprises people. And uh, uh, we've seen a couple of films this year, like, that have really broken some new ground. And, you know, I feel like maybe movies are, are tipped for a bit of a comeback. I think TV's stolen a bit of the thunder recently. <laughs> and there's definitely some great TV shows out there. Um, but there's also just a lot of crap as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, some of the streaming services are doing okay sometimes. Like I said, I mm-hmm. mean, Netflix, Netflix made the Hillbilly Elegy, or Hill, it's just not no V, it's Hillbilly Elegy. But didn't Netflix also did the Irishman, yes. which I thought was great. 
Yeah, yep. that was that that was a good film. Yes, but that was yes. one film, and since Netflix has been streaming all these years, that was one film. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. but but yeah. I thought that was really well done, and that was yes. I would consider that new. I mean, it's yep. still I mean it's probably a few years old now, but I would still yeah. consider that only new. two or three years yeah. old, I think. But but starring yeah. two of the actors you mentioned before, um, Robert mm -hmm. De Niro and Al Pacino. So just quickly, mm -hmm. um, a couple of other honorable mentions from. Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. What what films of those do you of theirs do you like the most, or probably watch the most? Oh, there's so many, isn't there? Good, good, good fella, good fellas, good Oh yeah, so good. One of my all time favorite movies. Now, Fantastic. yeah. So if I wouldn't if I wouldn't have went the route that I went with you on this one, it would have been Goodfellas. Um, it would have been Godfather. Um, probably the first one. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yep. so, yeah. Groundbreaking. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Irishman was good. Um, what was that one? Oh, it was really good. Where it was? Was it called The Informant? With um, where Jack Nicholson turned out to be an FBI informant, and Mark Wahlberg's in it, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, The Departed. The... Yeah. The Departed. Yeah. The so Departed. Good. That was good. So good. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a that's a, another Martin Scorsese film. Like he's just yeah fantastic. Yeah, yeah so I'll watch film coming out. I'll watch his films. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and his next mm -hmm. film coming out this year, um, Killers of the Flower Moon, about have yeah. you seen the trailers. That that looks really good. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio obviously makes very solid films. Robert De Niro's in it. Mm -hmm. It's about mm -hmm. the you know these Native American Indians who are being murdered for for oil basically. So. That's um that's going to be a good one. I think we'll be hearing about that at awards time this year, um, <laughs> as well. Another so. Robert, yeah, another mm. Robert Nero one that I that I was trying to think of. I didn't mention uh, Awakenings. Did you see Awakenings? Yes, that's right. I haven't yes. seen it for a long time, but that's a great one. Yes, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and with um, um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the scene where he's like, he's like. I'm grotesque. I'm grotesque. Don't look mm -hmm. at me. Don't look at me. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good one. That's yes. a good one. That makes you yeah, cry too. Really good film. Really good film. Yeah. yeah. The two of them, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, just, you know, so many great films. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have you back in the future and we can do a, an Al, an Al and we Robert special. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. Absolutely. Email me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like you've obviously, you've probably seen Heat, I imagine. Mm -hmm. oh so mm -hmm. good like we could have a whole I love that I love Val Kilmer yes yeah. yes yes <laughs> so many movies yeah. there's so many movies to talk yeah. about like we could we could just go on forever for but, sure um, yeah for but sure. uh you know uh this is this has been great Tonya and thank you very much for coming on and sharing your stories behind your three films and um you know uh mothers and daughters complex relationships uh they're close they're they change over the years, and I think each of these films really captures that really well. Um, and from how I haven't seen Still Magnolias, but from how you described it, I think that sounds like it's really gets it right as well. So I will definitely check it out. <laughs> and um, okay. yeah, so thank you again for coming on the show and and being a guest on my movie story. It was it was great to have you. It was great being here. Thank you so much, Brian. My pleasure. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Take care. All right. Bye.